Welcome to the Financial Intuition Podcast, where you can find your inner financial intuition one money topic at a time. The goal of the podcast is to educate, inform, and engage our audience with tools and resources created to help them make more informed financial decisions. These tools and resources can be found on our website at consumerfinance.gov. You can also click the link in the show notes for more information. This is the first episode of a three-episode Understanding Your Financial Aid Offer series, which focuses on using college scorecard to find your academic fit, what to know when filling out the FAFSA, and using the CFPB's Grad Path tool to help with college decision-making. Before we get started, I'll read our Consumer Financial Protection Bureau standard disclaimer. This podcast is being produced by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. It is intended to generate discussion about using college scorecards to find your academic fit. The questions asked and topics discussed were developed in coordination with the presenter and may not represent the Bureau's policy on any particular matter. Any opinions or views stated by the presenter are the presenter's own and may not represent the Bureau's views. Nothing said in this podcast by a Bureau representative constitutes legal interpretation, guidance, or advice of the Bureau. Hello, everyone. I'm Brian Stone, a policy analyst in the section for students and young consumers. Our section creates tools and resources for those working to help students, young adults, and their families manage money, build credit, save or pay for college, and repay student debt. We're excited to gain insight from Brian Fu from the Department of Education about using College Scorecard to help find your academic fit. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Welcome, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thanks for coming out. Um, so can you tell our audience a little bit about you and your work at the Department of Education? Sure. I've been at the U.S. Department of Education for, I guess, over 15 years now. And um, right now my role is part of the Office of the Chief Data Officer. And the Office of the Chief Data Officer, we have a mission here, which is really about leveraging data as, an, as a strategic asset. Um, and what that means is essentially is we're involved in all aspects of data, generating data, um, establishing data governance policies, uh, developing infrastructure that manages data. Um, so if you think about just a pipeline of, of creating and using data, we, we try to be sort of have our hands in, in all sorts of all, all the different phases of that pipeline of, of developing, governing, um, making it available and having it used properly. That's that's sort of our mission. And uh, College Scorecard is one of our projects, and it focuses on um, putting information uh, out there for prospective students and their advocates to make informed uh, decisions on where they go to school. Great, excellent. Um, so yeah, can you talk a little bit more about College Scorecard and uh, like what does it do? How could it be used? And what's the sure. value, like proposition for students? Sure. Um, College Scorecard is primarily um, a consumer information project. So the purpose of it is is to to get data out there for prospective students, uh, for their advocates, for example, their parents, their counselors, um, so that they have um, information um, and data to 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 think about and and consider when making this very important decision of where to go to school. There are, there are two main components to College Scorecard. The first is a data platform. And this data platform includes downloadable data files and what we call an API, an application programming interface. And this has thousands, over 2,000 data elements for researchers or other developers. And we encourage different developers out there to use you know, create different websites or, or different apps 
so that they have this rich uh, data resource at their fingertips to, to help prospective students uh, make decisions and, and get, get the information to them that way. We also have our own application, our own consumer website, which you know kind of highlights the key, a few of the key data elements. You know, obviously we don't put all 2,000 data elements out there in our application. We just highlight that the things that we think are sort of good for uh, overall summary, um, and we publish that to collegescorecard.ed.gov, and we encourage uh, anybody who's looking into post-secondary education to go ahead and go to that site and uh, you know start searching for things uh, schools that they may be interested in. That's great. Um, yeah, and I know, and I took a quick peek, uh, and we use College Scorecard a lot in our work in the section for students. So um, I know that students can potentially compare public institutions, private institutions, community colleges, grant programs, and understand things like the median debt, uh, potential earnings once they graduate, you know, retention of the college, and um, just be able to compare, like you said, a lot of different data elements to, and and compare maybe up to ten colleges so they can, you know, make a make an informed decision. So know that's um, and I guess as a segue, could you talk a little bit about academic fit and how a prospective college student could use College Scorecard to help them find the right fit? Sure. And I think academic fit is a, is a good term to use here. I appreciate um, that notion because everybody has different criteria for which they're evaluating which schools to go to. And, um, you know, different people might have a different purpose for, for going to school. So we, we try to provide uh, different data elements that would inform different types of, of values and, and sort of goals in post-secondary education. So some of the data elements that you mentioned, for example, if someone's very career focused, we do have, you know, postgraduate earnings information, and we think that would be helpful for, for those types of students. Um, we do have information, for example, by field of study. So if someone was particularly interested in, you know, whether it be science or health or, or languages, we, you know, we provide which, which programs are available at which institutions. Um, for, for those who are interested in um, something that's an affordable option, we provide information on, on costs. Um, so whatever um, uh, a perspective, uh, student may be interested in or whatever they, they really value in their decision. Um, finding the right fit is, a, is about, you know, finding the right data element and getting it in front of the, the student so that they can um, uh, make the decisions uh, that they need to make. So what are some important considerations that a student should think about when they're, you know, in the midst of making these decisions and thinking about higher education? Given the cost of college, I'll say, I think, uh, you know, Cost is an important uh, factor. And one thing that we like to highlight in College Scorecard, for example, is the average annual cost. I don't think it's, you know, I think there's a lot of considerations. And I, as I mentioned before, um, the considerations may be dependent on, you know, the particular goals of a, of a student. But some things that I think are common to all students include um, cost, for example, because uh, cost is an important factor, I think, in, in most decisions. Uh, about which school to attend. And uh, on the College Scorecard website, we try to highlight average annual cost, which is the net price. Um, this is the total price, which includes 
the tuition, the fees, the book supplies, the average living costs, but then we subtract out the average grant and scholarship aid. So um, I think it's not a well-known fact that different students pay different prices for, for similar um, experiences based on, for example, their family income. So um, one thing, one important consideration I think is cost and understanding exactly what cost means in their particular situation. Um, and the notion that just because they see an advertised cost, it doesn't mean that that's what they would end up necessarily paying. So um, that's one important consideration I think that uh, people should think about is not just the sticker price, but also you know, the realistic cost that uh, they would be paying given their background, uh, their family income, and, and other factors that would uh, make them eligible for grants and scholarships. Yeah, I think that's um, a good point. Um, we often, at least when we're out uh, speaking with students, uh, we tell them not to be, as you said, like, you know, scared off by the sticker price, but to sort of cast a wide net and see what they're able to get back. Because once you're able to, um, you know, get into some of the costs, break some things down, there might be some opportunities, uh, as you said, based on family income or some scholarships, which could be, uh, you know, needs-based that could help um, lower the cost and make make that particular college more affordable. So no, that's uh, a great point. So uh, one thing you mentioned earlier, we talked about uh, field of study, and I know for a lot of students, like that's something, um, the idea of going to college is on the forefront of their mind, but you know, knowing what I wanna do when I grow up, so to say, it's, uh, it's a whole nother conversation. Uh, so how does the college scorecard help students when um, they're exploring different fields of studies? As we mentioned, fields of study are important because it, it's, is actually what the student ends up you know, studying and possibly taking a career in. In College Scorecard on our consumer site, we have two ways to, to find information. One is to look for the school first. So if you're looking for or searching for school characteristics, such as where the school is located, you could first you know, type in school criteria that you're interested in and then figure out which fields of study are available in that school or vice versa if you're you know, if you're someone that's really interested in a particular field of study, you know what you want to major in, you know what you want to study, you can also type in whatever you're interested in, do it in the reverse. You can find the fields of study that are available and then find which institutions are the ones that um, actually offer those and compare and maybe figure out what location you want or, or other institutional characteristics. Um, the field of study is, there's a couple important components to it. The first component is the level. So there are three levels at the undergraduate that we show on our consumer site, the certificate level, and these often are shorter term programs, but they can be you know, longer than a year or two in length. Uh, associate's degree, which is typically takes uh, two years for a full-time student to, to complete, and a bachelor's degree. That in combination with sort of the subject matter um, creates a field of study. One important, uh, thing to keep in mind for, for prospective students navigating our site is that our fields of study are general categories. So for example, um, if you're interested in nursing, it would come up as such, but it may not you know, give you the granularity of a course catalog that a school provides. For example, emergency nursing may not be um, a, something that you can look at, but uh, generally speaking, if nursing is available, you'll be able to find that 
uh, institution provides that category of programs. Okay, great, excellent. Um, and so you mentioned certificate programs. Did you have any tips for a student uh, maybe considering getting a certificate versus uh, going a more traditional route? Yeah, I think it's important to note that, you know, we, we talk about college uh, and we talk about college scorecard, but, you know, in this sense of, uh, this definition of college, what we're really talking is about um, all of the post-secondary education options available, um, including career colleges and, and colleges that offer shorter-term career-focused projects. So, in our in our program explorer, where you can kind of look for fields of study, you can certainly filter out by sort of the academic level, which fields of study to be interested in. So if you'll see once you get on the search page that you can filter out such that only certificate programs, which are programs uh, typically shorter in length. Um, and uh, we have a robust search feature that allows you to just search on that if, if you're interested. Uh, so can college scorecard be used by non-traditional students? Absolutely. We we, we think that um, this is a good tool for any type of student. And I think when, when we talk about non-traditional students, we often talk about those who don't enroll full-time immediately after high school. So um, if you're, you know, someone that has been out of school for a while and, and are thinking about going back to college, um, there are the information on costs and, and other things are are just as valid. One of the things that's important, I think, is to I think non-traditional students perhaps would like to know if they would be comfortable there, if, if there are other non-traditional students there. And there are different ways to kind of proxy for that. One thing that I would look for is in our enrollment section on our consumer site, we show how many students are full-time versus part-time. So to, to the extent that, you know, a non-traditional student wants to go back as a part-time student, they can see at what frequency they, you know, part-time students are enrolled and if they would meet other people that, um, you know, are in a similar situation to them. Great. And so if you could speak with a student before they started their, like, higher education uh, search, what type of advice would you give them? That's a good question. And, and I, I think the biggest thing is to – to do a lot of research, and yeah, I know College Scorecard provides one lens, but um, I would actually encourage a broader search that includes College Scorecard as well as other types of information they may be able to get from um, other types of, of sources. Um, one of the things that I think is important and, and is kind of the mission of our office at the Chief data officer, uh, as part of the office of the chief data officer, is to always bring data to the decision-making table. Whether the decision is entirely based on data or just considered as part of a larger uh, scheme of criteria, I, I would encourage students to at least consider data as part of their decision um, in deciding where to uh, go to school. Yeah, and I think that's a good point because especially during the college like search process or application process, the emotional side tends to like take precedence. So uh, just remember to include, you know, the numbers and understand, um, you know, how other students have fared at a particular institution, especially in a field of study um, that a, you know, a student might be interested in is uh, an important consideration. So, yeah. 
Right, right. And I think it's 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 interesting. A lot of consumer products, people will you know go to a store and know you know what questions to ask, and um, you know especially like electronic products, they want to know memory, they want to know speed, and and they ha- they have all these you know data driven questions to ask. And I, I feel like the culture isn't quite there for um, selecting schools. And I think maybe if if we can get people to start asking questions that are data driven, I think. Um, um, I think that would be helpful as a, as a system and for of the higher education system generally. Today we discussed a lot, and so three major takeaways to remember. Use College Scorecard to help you search and compare colleges, your field of study, costs, admissions, results, and more. Visit the Department of Education's website to find additional information on comparing colleges and programs of study. Choose a school that has a high ranking in a field that you're interested in. Thank you for joining us today, Brian, and sharing your expertise with our audience. We also appreciate our listeners for tuning in. To stay connected, please visit our podcast page or on consumerfinance.gov. And so you don't miss out on future episodes, sign up to be notified of new releases. As always, remember to continue to develop your financial intuition and learn money management lessons today you can use to build a future you want tomorrow.